my friends, yep. and welcome to the What the What podcast. We are live, recording live, from Ricky Lyle Studios on J. Howell Road. You'll know it from the blinking lights on the house. He is decorated, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, we finally got him into the Christmas spirit. Yep. And this is the Tuesday before, uh, not Halloween, Thanksgiving. We're going back in time. We're going back in time. We're back when everything was good. Well, uh, <laughs> we were getting Ricky's decorations out. He found an old dusty DeLorean. We got in it. And now it's Halloween again. It's Halloween again. Uh, no, two days before Thanksgiving, and I, for one... Am like ecstatic for yes the food that it's is coming. coming on Thursday. Um, our pastor Devon had a little sermon a little over a year ago where he talked about Friday's coming. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This week Thursday, Thursday is coming. Yes, and it's going to be glorious. Um, I know you were going out of town to visit your yep. wife's family in the old burn that is new. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go to Vietnam, nice. Fayetteville, to see my granddaddy. He's cooking us steaks. Now that's a, that's a good option because you also are going. Where are you going that night? Uh, to my grandmother's house in Chew Hill. And what are you having there? Uh, whatever they bring, probably some chicken pastry, probably some turkey. There's probably a ham that my dad will bring. So that's a good variety, though. Like yeah. you're not eating all the side, like the crazy Thanksgiving stuff twice. No, I'm, you're eating a good steak meal, and then you're eating a whole another meal. So that's, I know. I'm I'm excited uh, this year that I can. Enjoy both meals. I'm only going to two mm-hmm. places this year. That's pretty good. Which is pretty awesome. So um, super excited about that. And uh, then I'm going to the movies Thursday night. Where, where are you going to see? Me and Sean are going to go see 21 Bridges. Are you sure? I thought you discussed earlier there may be another option. I want to see Knives Out. Okay. Sean wants to see 21 Bridges. Okay. They both play at about the same time. It'd be kind of awkward to both go to the movies and, and both see something else. Movies. Yeah. So I feel like I've seen Twenty One Bridges. Yes, because it's been marketing like since April. Mm-hmm. Um, they've pushed it back twice. I'm pretty sure it's like the sequel to Black Panther, where yeah, where it comes T- in. T'Challa comes in and he's an, he's instantly a, a detective. Yes, he comes in. He's lost his powers somehow because of the snap. Yep. But now he's a police officer. He's going to close all the bridges. You know the three rivers. All the he's rivers flood the street with blue. With blue. Now Not I discussed blow. this with you a little while ago. But I, the first time I saw that trailer, because I've seen it like 20 times now, like seeing other movies, I thought he said, close it all off, then flood the city with blow. And I was like, why are they going to flood the place with cocaine? That's a weird strategy. Tough look for our guys in blue there, but maybe it'll work. I didn't know if like what he meant was they were just going to flood it, get all the drug dealers so caught up with so many drugs, they're having issues selling the drugs, and then they were able to like flood them out and figure out who they were. Right. But flooding the city with blue, meaning police officers, means makes so makes much so more sense. sense. Um, so uh, we have that, and then Knives Out, starring Captain America mm-hmm. and 007. Yes, all of them mm-hmm. in one movie. Um, so um, if Sean, if I can't convince Sean, then I'm gonna see if Ricky will want to go to the movies at some point over the weekend. Might as well. And see Knives Out because it looks really, really good. It does. It actually does look good. So uh, that's uh, that's Thanksgiving. Um, there is there is another movie that I, I kind of want to see. I'm excited for that one. Uh, like, that's what I. It's a beautiful see. day in the neighborhood, which is something I tell my football team every day whenever I see them. It's a beautiful day, and they yell in the neighborhood. Nice. And uh, I actually stole that from Roy Williams, who mm. stole it from Mr. Rogers. But um, I really want to see that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to see it in theaters. I like Mr. Rogers enough, that, and I like Tom Hanks, that I would love to see it in theaters if I have the opportunity. Right. It's not one of the ones that I'm shutting down my whole schedule to go see or anything. Like Star Wars or Jumanji. 
Yeah. But this one, you know, I definitely want to see it, and I would love to see it in theaters to support it because it's cool they're making something like that. Yeah, it um, is pretty pretty neat. And we, we discussed this uh, a few minutes ago. I don't think Tom Hanks has ever really made a bad movie. I mean, I'm sure there's something out there. I'm sure there is. But you're playing Fred Rogers. I mean, because who was the last person he played? Walt Disney? Uh, and he did an amazing was job he Walt that. Disney? Yeah. I did not that know one. that one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me. I can't remember the name of it right now. Wow. I guarantee you it's on Disney+. Plus. You want to... By while I'm looking this up, how how is your experience with Disney Plus been so far? Last time we recorded, it was not available yet. I've so. watched so many things on Disney Plus that I didn't think I'd ever see again. Um, and there's still things that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, you know, I talked about wanting to watch Rookie of the Year, Ice mm-hmm. Princess. Haven't even had the time to watch those, but I have gone through and watched um, several uh, movies that I did not realize were bought by Disney, like Dr. Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Okay, we watched that, uh, or I watched that, um, was it Friday night, Saturday, Sunday? W- mm-hmm. one, of the, one of those days. Um, it was Friday night, Friday night. Um, then uh, Remember the Titans, a favorite of mine that mm-hmm. I'm pushing that we record about in January. Okay. Um, when we have our I'm meeting okay with at that. some point. Um, was, or maybe uh, early February for uh, Super Bowl tie-in. Whichever. Um, e- either way. I like that movie. I'm good with that. Um, Flubber. Flubber with Robin Williams. And Christopher McDonald, who, the great shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I watched The Return of Jafar. How'd you, what'd you think? It is terrible. What? It is so bad. And as a kid, mm-hmm. and, you know, you have to kind of look at it through your kid lenses a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you love this movie as a kid because it was Aladdin, it was mm-hmm. a genie, and it was awesome with genies and, and stuff. And they're back. And they're back, of course. But as an adult... Mm-hmm. First of all, the animation it just does not hold up. Not as good compared to like the the original that came out in '92. Um, you can instantly tell that it's not Robin Williams, but it sounds like Homer Simpson, who's the genie now. <laughs> um, Gilbert Gottfried, who uh, voices Iago, got way too many lines. They should not have centered the sequel around Iago. I remember so much more about because um, I feel like watching the first one over again, I was expecting Iago to say more, but he didn't. No, he didn't. So that must be from my childhood mixing the movies together. And I feel like they gave him more lines because they're trying to sell a TV show and he has more lines in the TV mm-hmm. show. Um, you know, whatever. It was only 90 minutes long, and that was too much. Gotcha. Like, it was... I don't even think it was 90 minutes. I don't think it broke the 90-minute mark, but whatever it was, it was too long. And that's... I mean, like I said, it was just really bad. Um, Jason Alexander did a pretty good job playing Abu Smal, who mm-hmm. was uh, kind of about the, com- the comic relief villain this, uh, this time around. Uh, Jafar still... Total boss, mm-hmm. um, but just bad storytelling. I mean, it, it felt like they were they put three episodes of the TV show and smushed them together and made a movie. Well, it sounds like we don't have to do a review because you just did it. We are not doing a review of Return, Return of Jafar. I will quit that week. I feel like you just did it. You did it. All that needs to be talked about just then. No more, okay? I haven't watched uh, the, the 40 Thieves, Aladdin and the 40 mm-hmm. Thieves. Where Robin Williams comes Where back. Robin Williams comes back. I feel like that one's, that one's going to be better. At least I mm-hmm. think the animation is going to be better on it at least. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus has been great. Tell us what you learned about Tom Hanks. Saving Mr. Banks. Saving Mr. You'll, Banks. You'll see that one. That's on the main screen multiple times. It's the story of P.L. Travers and Mary Poppins and how that whole movie got written or movie Ooh. got produced where Tom Hanks, you know, plays Walt Disney that loves, uh, his daughter loves the Mary Poppins books or the books, you know, that P.L. Travers has written. Right. So he is trying to get the licensing to make a movie to do it. And there's the struggle back and forth where, you know, P.L. Drivers 
takes her stuff more serious than Walt Disney does, and she doesn't want cartoons in her pictures. She doesn't want Dick Van Dyke, you know, jumping around and dancing and singing. She doesn't want any of that. So it's a good struggle back and forth between the two. It's a good hidden story, like, you know, underlying story between all of it. So I definitely, you know, would recommend going and watching that. He does a great job as Walt Disney as far as I know, so. We're not getting paid anything by the Disney Plus uh, app or Disney in order to pimp yeah. their service, but we um, are getting it for free, sort of. Verizon we are getting like it for free. That's for through Verizon. But uh, if you haven't already, check out Disney Plus. Um, Mandalorian's really good too. It really is. Haven't watched episode three yet. I will watch it over the week. It's um, good. But uh, definitely getting into that. And I watched a little bit of Jeff Goldblum um, explains the universe or explains mm-hmm. the world or whatever the name of that the Jeff Goldblum series. Sure. And I know when we talk, had our, our PTI episode mm-hmm. about uh, the D23 Expo, mm-hmm. uh, one of the toss-up questions was Jeff Goldblum show or Kristen Bell show Encore. Mm-hmm. And I think we both went Encore, mm-hmm. but I haven't watched Encore yet. And, you know, like Jeff Goldblum stuff is really easy to watch. It's just under 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Encore is a, about an hour, so you need to invest a little more time in it. I've but watched both episodes of Encore. Uh, it's good. It's, I don't know. It's not something that, like, oh, man, I'm really excited for the next one. Like Mandalorian, each time the new one comes out, I'm excited for it. Right. Uh, the other one, not so much. Like, it's something I'll watch, but it's not, like, on my main list or anything. If, you were, if you're a fan of, like, shows on the History Channel, like mm-hmm. uh, American Pickers, mm-hmm. uh, Pawn Stars, um, stuff like that, where they explain, like, really cool things of, like, history and vintage and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I think you would enjoy Jeff Goldblum's show because he goes and he does, like, the first episode's on the sneaker um, circuit. Yeah. Basically, people you know, people sneaker heads and stuff. And um, there's one on tattoos, and there's one on ice cream, and just little random bits of information that you didn't think you, you'd ever know you'd want to learn about. Mm-hmm. But Goldblum makes it really interesting. So nice, uh, worth checking out. But let's move on because we're, we're not here to talk about Disney. Plus. We're not. You know that's awesome. Or the movies. I'll, I'll be watching. We're not even here talking about film at all. No, not at all. Mm. Okay, not even anything to do with any kind of viewing material. No, none, none at all. Well, unless you view with your ears, well, which would be called listening. Listening, yes. So, Mick Foley. Okay. Okay. Um, Something else. All right. Mick Foley, his, uh, in his autobiography, mm-hmm. Have a Nice Day, A Tale mm-hmm. of Blood and Sweat Socks, he talks about growing up in Long Island with his dad. Mm-hmm. And he says, usually uh, during the year, the, uh, while his dad's typing and working on stuff, um, you'd hear the radio on it. It would usually be a Yankees game or a mm-hmm. Knicks game or um, some kind of sporting event on the radio. He said, but... From the Friday after Thanksgiving until December 26th, mm-hmm. that was replaced by Christmas music. Yes. And that is our topic today, Christmas songs. Or if you've ever worked retail, November 1st through the end of December. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit into January. I'm typically a wait till after Thanksgiving, but then I watched Hallmark Christmas movies this past weekend mm-hmm. with Ricky, and I got in the Christmas spirit. So this the past two days at work, we've been... Banging out some some Christmas hits. I mean, I yep. put together a Christmas playlist. Um, we went through it several times. I'm sure my kids are just just as tired of hearing um, Lindsey Sterling play the violin because she has some bangers mm-hmm. on there. But um, but Christmas music. Does she? Did you have anything to do with the turkey gobble wobble or whatever that happened today? No, there was something at your school today because Roy Junior left it. Oh yeah, to yeah. Go um, I, I watched the the rehearsal yesterday. It's really cute. Gotcha. Really he said cute. it was over really fast. It is very really quick. Qui- it's very quickly. Qui- uh, it happens very quickly, but um it was really cute. No. Nice. Um, I don't know if you had anything to do with it. And uh, old Luke uh, he, he he's a he's a star man. He is a star. I uh, the, uh, the other day like a kid asked me who my best friend was and I, Luke was like 
it's Luke, Luke Boswell, of course. And, of course. And he, he just like, oh, it's me. And mm-hmm. like, he was super excited about that. So nice. I got to live up to that now. Um, shout out to Luke. So. To Luke. Anyway, Christmas music. Here we are. Um, I, I, I love Christmas music. I do too. And I know that's just an oversimplification, but Christmas music can be done in any style. Yep. Any genre. Mm-hmm. It can be, I mean, some people like are really like strict on their, like how they um, classify Christmas music as only about the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's other, you know, you have a wider range where you have things, well, if it's like season specific, yep. it will fall under Christmas music or, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, I mean, I'm just, there's so much to, to kind of pick from, not only songs, but the artists who mm-hmm. sing them and... I mean, I'm just I'm excited to see what you've got coming up. And I told you before we went on air, I haven't finalized my list yet. There are so many different songs that I have just gone in and out of, and I'm just not sure where I'm going to land. So it's going to be interesting. You're better than I am because I thought this was going to be really easy. I was like, oh, I love Christmas music. It's I've been listening to it for easy, weeks though. now. It's not easy. No, whenever you have to single it out and be like, oh, well, let me listen to this again and see if this really is the one. And Wait, like I what said, it's one? not just a song. No, but who sings it? But artists, too. Because yeah. um, I know Bing Crosby, Burl um, mm-hmm. Ives, they have, you know, they're, they're classic. Yep. Okay. But then there's some modern stuff that's mm-hmm. really powerful, too. It is. And, uh, and so then some of it's modern covers of the old classic. Yes. And it all works, like. Um, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, so um, I, I, like I said, I, I'm not even sure where I'm going to start. So I'm going to let you start. Okay. <laughs> You've got it. Uh, we're doing top three. Top three. And honorable mention list will probably be very, very long. Probably. What do you got for me first, my good friend? Honestly, I could have done top three albums almost. Yeah. Because a lot no. of the, the songs that I choose, the rest of the albums is just as good where I battled myself trying to figure out which song off the album I wanted to choose. Uh, but number one comes in, first off, for me, it's Happy Christmas. It's uh, John Lennon and yeah. Yoko Ono did it a long time ago. They wrote it, created it. First off, that version is awesome. It's I don't know, you know, you can't top a classic per se. No. But it's what it is. It's good. The thing that stands out about that song for me is I remember being uh, 15, and I got my car for Christmas. My birthday is in February, so I got it two months before. And I remember... My dad, like, surprised me. We went out for a drive, and I was like, I've got to get my Christmas CD. And because this was the first time, you know, Napster, illegal downloading, all the other junk. You had albums. I had all, you know, my own little punk rock Christmas album of random junk, you know, I downloaded. But this song was on there. It was the cool song because it was somebody from a rock band had done this at some point. Little did I know necessarily, I knew it was John Lennon, but then to know that somebody else was singing it on the radio. And then... You look up a list now, there's like 10 to 15 people that automatically pop up that are famous that have done this song. But my choice is Christina Perry's Happy Xmas. Okay. Uh, I love her Christmas album in general. She's got a couple originals on there too uh, that are just as good. But uh, Christina Perry has an awesome Christmas album. I love her voice in general, uh, just for even her normal like music that's not Christmas music. Just her personality and stuff. I love the way she does things. Um, and I want to say they just released, like, did a re-release of her album a couple weeks ago, or like last week, week before, that included like two extra songs now. Uh, but yeah, her version, I just loved it. Um, I don't know, there's just something about her voice that I love in general, but to do this song 
and the way that the cover is done is just one of my favorites. And like I said, it brings me back to a memory, not necessarily her version per se, but the song did, and then she makes me think of that. Uh, the Used is another like rock band that did a cover with the Steel Drum Corp back, I think it was in high school whenever that came out. Something different, but same yeah. way, like, that's the way with honestly any of these songs we're going to talk about. There's probably been done a by other people billion versions. in a different way. I'm sure we haven't done this one, but yeah. I'm sure some of the ones on our list we've done before. It's possible. Um, so, um, just a quick note: you mentioned Happy Xmas for anyone who is just like super hardcore. Wait a minute, oh, yeah, you're sorry. taking Christ out of Christmas. Now, little history fact for you: mm-hmm. the letter X, okay, in the Greek alphabet, is the symbol for the letter Chi which is the first letter for the Greek word for Christ. Yes. So when you say Xmas, you're not taking Christ out of Christmas. No. That X is a Greek letter that represents the word Christ. Yes. So Surprise, you learned things. Surprise! We're not taking Christ out of Christmas. We're actually using the original language. All snap. So, so booyah! So if you already turned it off, sorry. Yeah. I offended you in such a horrible way. Yep. But welcome back if you decided, you know what, maybe he said something else. Eric just informed you. There you go. So what's your, what you got? Number oh, man. One. So... It's cool you had like a little story there. I don't really have. I don't necessarily have one for everyone. I don't have one for everyone. Um, I think my first selection is going to be Mary, Did You Know? That's a good one. By Clay Aiken. Okay. That's even, that's different. I and, that one. Well, and I heard his version, I think, uh, when I was in college mm-hmm. and I was working at the catalog company. Did you know I worked at a catalog company? I did not know you worked I worked at a catalog company in Wilson called Crow's Nest Trading. They, they don't exist anymore, um, but you stole um, all the business. Well, no, when I when I left, well, when they let me go because they mm-hmm. didn't want to pay part time help, mm-hmm. and I was the only part time help. <laughs> um, I was like, it felt felt like a shot, mm-hmm. but um, but before that happened, uh, one of my coworkers was listening to Clay Aiken's Christmas album, mm-hmm. and this was the first song I heard, and it was amazing. And he yeah. um, he had you know just an incredible presence and voice mm-hmm. and i think this song really his voice really um was made for a song like this sure it's a beautiful song no matter who sings it, it i is. think pentatonix has a wonderful version mm-hmm. um i want to say uh the judds did a version um was that, is that who that's I'm correct of? yes uh the judds did a version that i would hear on country radio during mm-hmm. christmas time um which is awesome and um it's just a beautiful song, and now it's not necessarily theologically correct. Sure. Because um, Mary, did you know? Well, yeah, an angel literally came and told her. Told her. But um, just uh, the emotion that kind of rides in that song about the birth of the Christ child mm-hmm. and uh, all the great things he would do. Um, in a way, yes, Mary was told of these things, but did she really sure. like did she deep did down she, believe it? Yeah. Did she really know in the sense that it would be that grand mm-hmm. and that epic and that awesome? Um, it's a beautiful song. Clay does a fantastic job. I implore you to listen. It's cool I, that you mentioned all of that yeah. for your song, though, because literally I was eating lunch the other day at work, my door shut, and I heard uh, some of my coworkers and friends, uh, Amanda, Whitley, and Millie, outside talking in Amanda's office. And evidently they were singing. They were all doing their own, like, laughing and singing and joking. And I come out, and they were, like, talking about how Amanda was going to be singing Mary Did You Know at the Hanging of the Greens at their church in Pine Level. And evidently she had been singing it, and I missed out on that. And then next thing you know, they were talking about the Judds. Yeah. And so Millie's from Benson, so she was telling us about how the Judds have history and come from Benson. They do. And so she was giving the history lesson to all of that as we were sitting there. 
And then I think it was Friday. I came back from lunch and I was like, what's that? I'm hearing down the hallway. I go down to Jeff's office, my boss. All the ladies are down there sounding like surrounding the door. He's in there playing his acoustic guitar and Amanda's singing. Mary, did you know? Wow. Cause they're going to be playing it together at church. So we all gathered around and listened to Amanda sing. Mary, did you know over and over and over again? That's really cool. So, on a side note, hmm? I always like hear your stories about work. Hmm? I'd like to see like a short little like documentary of what you do at your in your office because it sounds pretty fun. Like some days are better than others. Good working environment. It really is. Honestly, I'm very thankful. Like, there's not a part of me that's like, oh man, I love air filters to death. It's not so much that. I'm thankful for that. I work for a company that I do that cares, but also the people that I work with because you spend more time with them most of the time than you do with your actual family. So I work with some awesome people that makes it worth everything else that I do. So, um, just a, a little note: um, the version with Winona Judd was also done with Kenny Rogers. Okay, well, so. yeah, Michael Thompson's dad. Yep. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, so uh, that is "Mary Did You Know." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a good song. Yeah, beautiful song. Number two. Number two for me, going back to a classic, Nat King Cole, Christmas song. Okay. It's technically chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Well, no, that, that's in the, that's in the yeah. you know, parentheses. It's yeah. the Christmas song. It's a great one. Yeah. Um, done by Michael Bublé as well. It's for sure. Uh, Lauren Daigle put out a version that just came out a few weeks ago. See, I hadn't heard that yet. And it's gorgeous. Nice. Uh, we'll talk more about Daigle in a minute. Mm-hmm. But tell us about uh, the Christmas song. This one, it just takes me back to my childhood. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily had it on like a, a tape, but I remember like my there's – in my parents' house, there's where the TV is, and there's like a little cur- like a little cabinet that has like a radio in it. Where my dad used to listen to music in there, but they would keep Christmas CDs down there. That whenever it came time to put up the tree, my mom would be like, "Oh, well, turn the Christmas music on." So you go grab these CDs that, like, honestly, are probably in like three disc changer because you haven't changed it from the year before because nobody uses the thing. Right. But Nat King Cole, like, is one of the ones. Mariah Carey's sitting there too, but Nat King Cole. This song comes on and it just puts me back to my childhood. Um, it's something just. With the strings that play in that song, with the guitar in the beginning, and his voice, uh, we were talking with producer Ricky like literally thirty minutes ago about chestnuts, where he wants to make some. He's heard they're gross. He's heard they're good. He's gonna try it out and find out for himself. But um, I don't know. It's just something that we would listen to every year. It's something that if I hear it in a movie, it just kind of gives you that little bit of a warm feeling to be like, "That's Christmas in a song." It's not necessarily the words, you know, specifically. It's just a matter of. That song, the music in that song, that's Christmas to me. It automatically puts me in it like I'm surrounded by that feeling. Chestnuts are roasting oh, on man. an open fire. Feel the Christmas, folks. Feel it. I was singing it today. I mean, it's on my playlist. I, mean, nice. I was singing it along while the kids were doing their stations. I mean, it's it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and though it's been said many times, many ways, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to you. It's a good one. It is a good one. Um, my next one is a good one, too. It's Oh Holy Night. Okay. By who? I'm going with Lauren Daigle. Okay. And for those of you who know me, I, I love Lauren Daigle. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in the music. I love her as a person, too, because she seems like a pretty cool thing. Sure. Yeah. But um, her, she has got to be one of my favorite artists, like, mm-hmm. of all time. Like, she's up, she's moving up. Every time I listen to her, she moves up, up the, the Up the ladder. Okay. She's probably in the top ten at this point. Okay. So, um, she um, she just has a really, like, th- this version has that uh, New Orleans jazz mm-hmm. vibe because she is from Louisiana, and you can see it influenced in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a very smoky, smooth yep. type of voice that um, just really kind of encapsulates the idea of this song, Oh Holy Night, which is talking about the birth mm-hmm. of Christ. Um, the stars are brightly shining. 
the night of our dear Savior's birth. Mm-hmm. And um, that is a beautiful, beautiful uh, event to picture in your head. And when you put it to this, this song, mm-hmm. and it hits that climax of the song, O Night Divine, mm-hmm. O Night Divine, you know, that's, it gives me chills, literal chills every time I hear it. Um, this is also, both this one and Mary Did You Know are both songs that I've always wanted to do and never felt like I could do it justice. Mm. I know we did, I think, both of them last year at Christmas on Main, mm. and unfortunately I was sick, but I feel like every time I try to sing either one of these songs, something happens, and the song is never given its just due. Well, I didn't realize until hearing Amanda sing Mary Did You Know the other day the full range that it goes into it. Because she didn't start super low, but by the time she got to the high note of that song, like, she about tapped out. Like, she got it, and she did good, but then that's when they started going back, and like, okay, let's start lower. Let's start lower. Like, working it out. But Oh Holy Night's the same way. It creeps up on you it where does. all of a sudden it, it gets It starts really kind of low. Mm-hmm. Like, even like, you know, that first verse, it, it is the night. Yeah. You know, that that's a deep, you know, it dipped down into the low bass there. Mm-hmm. And then you go to A Thrill of Hope. The weary world rejoices. Mm-hmm. Um, for yonder brings a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. I mean, it starts, it, it's, it, it climbs up progressively there. there. Um, which th- those lyrics there, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Uh, for yonder breaks a new glorious morn. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful lyrics. I don't even know who wrote it originally. I don't know. Um, and I'm not going to look it up. It's a gorgeous song. So Nice. Oh, holy night. Lauren Daigle. I honestly forgot she had a Christmas album. So I'm going to go back and listen to that tomorrow. Like I, it was in those rotation last year. You know, You find those few albums you really like. And so as I'm working, I randomly just constantly go through them. I've Every to go back single to song on her album mm-hmm. is worth adding to your Christmas yeah. playlist. It's really good. Yes. Uh, my last one. It's a tie. Can we do that? I'm doing it. Okay, good. I can do it too then. I'm doing it in a way too because it's very – it works. Uh, the artist is Dustin Kendrew. He's the lead singer from the band Thrice. Uh, he did some solo work, but he put out a whole Christmas album by himself. And honestly, I'm the same way with him and Christina Perry's solo albums, where I just love to listen to them. And it was really tough for me to pick out a favorite today because he does a variety of different covers. And it's not just your typical ones. It's all over the place. There's a tie. Oh, Holy Night. Okay. Is the one. That's why I asked, like, okay. who, who's your version? And... It's making my list because it's my favorite Christmas song of all time, but there's not a particular artist that I'm like, that's the version, but Silent Night. Now, I get it. A lot of people are like, it wasn't very silent. There's a baby being birthed. There's probably some screaming. There's some crying. Everything else. I get that. I totally get that. But for me, that's not what that means. Like, for me, there's times that, like, last year, whenever I first got my iPhone, it was around Christmas time, I found a playlist online where I made one that has over 20-something versions of Silent Night. And I would just sit there, I'm doing my Bible study or whatever in the morning, just hanging out by a tree, drinking coffee, and just have that playlist over and over, just playing in the background. For me, it's something peaceful, just being silent at night, just singing about, you know, especially back then, you go outside now in the country and, like, stand and kind of listen. It's usually pretty quiet, but somewhere off in this, you still hear a car driving on a road somewhere. Like, there's some background noise. But to think you're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, the Savior of the world has been born at this point. Um you know, you got to imagine, you know, Jesus is kind of calmed down at this point. Mary's calmed down. They're all hanging out. And just to know that, like, that presence is there now. In the middle of in the middle of all that quiet, in the middle of everything else, all that's happening. Uh, Dustin Kendrew does a version of Silent Night as well. It's not on his album. It's like an extra on a different album. It's good. It really is. It's just him and an acoustic. Um, 
But Oh Holy Night, the version he does, I love it. It's just an electric guitar and him. And I feel like maybe there's some harmonies added in. But he's similar for me, like almost like a male version of how like Lauren Daigle is to you, where he has a voice that can be very pretty, but it also can have like its rough edges to it, where it's a little bit of that smoky type sound like you were talking about, where he's got that. Um, and just the way that, especially Oh Holy Night, Silent Night does it too, but you know, how he pronounces certain things in the song versus you have your traditional ways of how Oh Holy Night goes, where it's very prim and proper, you know, and each thing's hit exactly as it should. But then just how he does it in a way that like he has that little bit of a rough edge where it just, it's instead of perfection, it just feels more powerful, more soulful. Um, So I just love that. I love his whole album. Like I said, I could have done the top three album near about because his whole album is just an awesome version or just Christmas songs. But the way it's done is really cool too. You know, I mentioned it's electric guitar, but it's not some big jam song. It's literally him just picking electric guitar and just singing over top of it. So it just gives you that vibe of just being out there and like, you know, on a dark stage with one light right. shining on somebody, uh, just well, pouring your heart out. But. Well, and with that song, um, I, I tend to think of the night of his birth, yeah, mm-hmm. but also contrasting it to the day of his death. Sure. And the deafening silence that followed, mm-hmm. you know, when he said it is finished, mm-hmm. that, that that's another silent night. And um, how those two, the, how those two um, events tie into each other. Sure. Um, and, you know, so I think of that, you know, the birth, but also knowing what comes later mm-hmm. and comparing it to they're both silent night, holy mm-hmm. nights. So never thought about it that way. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, really I'm good at getting people to think sometimes. Think I'm, deep. Sometimes I'm really rough with my, you know, with my words and I'm kind of blunt, but sometimes I get people to think too. It was nice and smooth that so, time. Yeah. Um, my number three, mm-hmm. I will also go with a tie. Okay. okay. Now that I know we can do this. I, don't I feel like it's fair. It is fair. It is fair. Um, we're going to go with two songs that were born out of Christmas television specials. Okay. The first one by Vince Garotti. Okay. Christmas Time is Here. As soon as you said TV, I was like, Christmas Time is Here. Christmas Time is Here, uh, which was featured on the Charlie Brown mm-hmm. Christmas uh, special. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks. And then the other one. By Mr. Thurl Ravenscroft. That's a good name. You're a mean one. That's another great one. Mr. Grinch. Now, the they're very contrasting. Sure. Okay? But, I mean, still. One has nothing to really do with Christmas because, I mean, uh, it's more about a guy trying to steal Christmas away. Um, the word Christmas, though, it's there. Stealing Christmas. Is it in there? No, but your description <laughs> was stealing Christmas. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, so, it worked. Um, so, we'll go with the... the um, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's literally just a song about how bad the Grinch is, but it's played around Christmas time because I mean that's you know it's just, it's the TV special. Um, it's one of my favorite TV specials, um, and it's just fun to hear the descriptive phrases to describe how bad the Grinch is and what people would do to stay away from him. That's true. Um, Ravenscroft, the, uh, the the singer, uh, says, you know, I wouldn't touch him with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole. Um, so creative. Given the choice between the two of you, referring to um, how he has the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, mm-hmm. given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. Um, the three words that best describe are as quote, stink, stank, stank, and stunk. <laughs> um, one of the things that I really found kind of interesting, uh, you were both wrestling fans, mm-hmm. uh, the first line is, you really are a heel. And that's I, true. I don't know if that's a reference to a heel in wrestling who is the bad guy. 
or if that's, or if that's talk- just how we relate to or if, it. But. Or if that's talking about the back of someone's foot. Um, I would assume it's the other, or at least that's how I've always taken it. Yeah. But I really don't know if I've ever heard it, you know, heel referenced anywhere else other than wrestling. I know. So, so I don't know. Um, you know, he's a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Mm-hmm. Um, you nauseate me, Mr. Grinch. Just so many, like, if this was a song written on Twitter in 2019, mm-hmm. he would have so many iconic slams and dunks that person would have yes. to get off Twitter forever. For sure. So um, just a fun song. And then Christmas time is here. This one, you know, it was always going to make my list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say it's my favorite favorite, but I knew it was going to make me on the list somewhere. This one just speaks to the hopefulness and the the uh, the longing for Christmas time as a child. Um, you know, the, when you hear those high pitched voices, Christmas time mm-hmm. is here. And some I'll play a you know clip that's much better sure. than me singing it. But when you hear those voices, and it just it reminds me of me longing for Christmas as a child. And the anticipation and the waiting, um, it wasn't just about presence. It was about the atmosphere. Sure. It was about family. It was about friends. It was about uh, people mingling together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you hear those iconic, you know, lines from the song. Um, Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer. Fun for all that children call their favorite time of year. And then it doubles down in the next verse. Snowflakes in the air. So it's setting the stage there. Carols everywhere. People going mm-hmm. out and singing Christmas carols. Olden times, ancient rhymes of love and dreams to share. And then it kind of gets um, like, um, you know, the notes get like, it's either sharp or flat. Mm-hmm. But it says sleigh bells in the, in the air, beauty everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it just it, it encapsulates everything that you picture Christmas to be. Mm-hmm. You could listen to this song and never have a visual of Christmas, and it paints a perfect picture mm-hmm. of what Christmas should look like. Um, Christmas time is here. We'll be drawing near. Oh, that we could always see such spirit through the year. And it just it ends with that line one more time. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever it was written by um, by Vince uh, Girardi um, for the Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. special, I know Charles Schultz, um, you know, he was not a fan of consumer, um, mm-hmm. like, what was like an over, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, a, I know what you mean. An emphasis on, you know, like a consumer holiday in in the, uh, uh, around Christmas time. He wanted it to get back to more than about being able to buy things for stuff Mm -hmm. and enjoy the spirit through it. And, um, it's just a fantastic song. So I, I rambled there at some point. No, that's good though. I probably wasn't loud enough because, you know, for some reason I'm loud in real life and I'm never loud enough on this. So, um, but yeah, definitely um, a favorite of mine as well. And that's my list. I love that song too. And honestly, it didn't click in my head until you said it. But, you know, I've, I've talked about before how I start celebrating Christmas early. But I feel like it's one of those things that the older I've gotten, you know, I feel like it's true for everyone that the older you get, the days go by even faster. And I always feel at Christmas time, there's, there is that feeling in there. There's that little bit of magic kind of just feels like at Christmas. And you get so excited about it, and there's all these little events that you do together and spend time with each other. But then the next thing you know, it's Christmas night, and everything's done. And you've flown through the entire thing, and it's over. Um, I always just, that song for me is, it just reminds me of that feeling that I get. Can I, can I be sure. real? Can I real talk here? Real talk. The night of Christmas, mm-hmm. like after it's all done, it sucks. One of my most depressing times. Uh, 
the worst part that even sucks now is like for me, I go back to work the next day. No, that does suck. And that's really, and that's it's not really because really like, bad. It's not because oh, you go back to work, but it's like no, there's that time of even being younger. Like the next day, there's so much anticipation leading up to it, and then all of a sudden after that day, it's gone. And especially the older you get, where you got to travel all these different places and do these different things, it goes by so much faster that whenever it's all said and done, like it's really depressing for me. Um, and even the next day, especially you go back to work and it's like, all right, let's do inventory and take down these decorations that I've really enjoyed for the last month. Yeah. So honestly, like that's, I try to, you know, even in the song, it tells us all that, you know, we could only, you know, feel this feeling throughout more of the year, you know, that's paraphrasing, but right. throughout more of the rest of the years, try to, there's nothing about Christmas per se that makes people nicer to each other. It's just that we tend to get that way usually on holidays, unless you're like Black Friday shopping and killing somebody for a TV. Or but, going to Popeye's. Yeah, or for a sandwich. But, you know, there's just something about it that take that throughout the rest of your Sure, you may not have all the pretty decorations and everything else, but that spirit can still live on with inside of you just to be cheerful and just to try to make the most out of every day for other people's lives. But there is that, that specialness to that. And when you said that song, though, it reminded me of a song that I randomly crossed on YouTube years ago or a version of that song uh if you look it up online now folks the artist's name is daniela andrade uh it's literally a girl sitting on her bed i think with a telecaster or a couch there's a little bit of like white christmas lights behind her and there's a dog hanging out on the couch like watching her but um it's a, it reminds me of the dustin Kennedy song i was talking about a minute ago but it's just her plucking away on a guitar and it's very peacefully and just you know heartfelt singing christmas time is here uh, I hadn't listened to that this year because honestly, I'd forgotten about it. So definitely check that version out too. Definitely. You have any uh, honorable mentions? We do. Today we had a lot of you guys tune in online. Well, hang on. Oh, do sorry. you have? Any oh, my honorable. Mentions. Do you have honorable mentions? I do. Before we get to our social media people, yes. Okay. They can wait a couple of minutes. Do you yes. have any honorable mentions? I do. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Mariah Carey's entire Christmas album is just a classic Christmas album. It is. Uh, that's another one that was just in their CD rotation at home uh, at Christmas time. Uh, Adam Sandler's Hanukkah songs, honestly, just for me being a kid, the fact that there was something different than just all the traditional Christmas music for me was just cool. And especially during that time period when we were growing up, like it's weird that there's going to be a generation of people that like Adam Sandler's that guy from the Netflix movies, like for them. But for us, it's like Adam Sandler had giant movies back then, you know, Waterboy, you know, all these other movies from back then. So it all kind of fell in together. Michael Bublé's album, like we already mentioned, it's incredible. An amazing album. Uh, for those of you out there that like a little bit more metal in your mix, there's August Burns Red did an entire album. Uh, maybe they're singing in like maybe one song or two, and then they're screaming maybe in one song at all. But literally the entire album is more so just a musical album where it's just lead guitars doing really pretty like, you know, it's metal technically, but it's not like crazy. We're like, oh, my goodness, turn the radio down, blah, blah. It's just it's really cool different take on music because, um, like I said, most of it's not even it's all instrumental anyway. And uh, my last song that I didn't include in my top list, but it's a great uh, lesson for Christmas, SpongeBob SquarePants, Don't Be a Jerk, It's Christmas. That's it's iconic. It that, is. That is like savage and awesome. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions as well. Yes, sir. Um, one entire album, Straight No Chaser, um, is sure. an acapella group. Uh, I think they're probably the ones that Pentatonix has to thank for like kind of putting acapella kind of on the map. Mm -hmm. I guess them and Pitch Perfect, the movie. But um, they have several Christmas albums, um, some specific ones to choose from. The Christmas Can-Can, 
mm-hmm. um, which is just, I mean, it's one of their more humorous, uh, you know, songs. It talks about how it's the most wonderful time of year. Um, you know, we've heard these same songs uh, played the same song 20 times, and it's only Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it talks, uh, the, the one Jewish guy in the group talks about it's not fair if it's Jewish. Yep. If you're Jewish, and they sing dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. But then they get distracted by the fact they're Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm just going to go get Chinese food then. Yes. Um, that's a fun song. They do a beautiful version of Oh Holy Night. They have some fun uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, they have um, a fun version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Their version of the 12 Days of Christmas is very iconic and very hilarious. Um, they start out singing kind of straightforward, you know, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me, mm-hmm. second day, blah, blah, blah. And then they start skipping around. Mm-hmm. And then they start, then they get mixed up. And then one's singing 12 Days of Christmas and the others are singing other Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come together and they sing the Twelve Days of Christmas, but in a different style. And then they, when they get to the Twelfth Day, they do it in the style of Toto's Africa, and um, very good. So uh, Andy Cockrell uh, shared that with me several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, worth checking out. Um, Lauren Daigle's Christmas album again for sure. For sure. And uh, there's a group called Cloverton. Mm-hmm. Cloverton. Yep. And they did a song called Christmas Hallelujah. It's taken. Mm-hmm. Um, the classic song Hallelujah and put a Christmas twist on it. You won't find it on YouTube because they did not have the rights to mm-hmm. Leonard Cohen's song. Um, so you can Google it. Google though. it mm-hmm. and you'll find it like on Daily Motion. Yeah. But it's one that I really, really enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. Christmas Hallelujah by Cloverton. Yes. So, now, social media. People. Social media. Here we go. They, we y'all blew up our social media this morning, guys. I'm I'm get, I got observed this morning by my assistant principal. And I wasn't nervous about it because I, I'm an awesome teacher. I mean, I'm not trying to be, like, braggadocious or anything, but I, I'm confident in my abilities to teach. Um, the whole time I'm trying to teach, my pocket is buzzing, mm-hmm. and I can't look at it. <laughs> and it's, it's like driving it, it's you nuts. buzzing, and I'm like, what is going on? It's and like, see, what emergency is happening? To see all the notifications whenever I had a planning later or when I had lunch, to see how much y'all had blown up our social media, it's really incredible. Yeah. So uh, take it away, Kyle. What do we have from the people today. Let's go. Uh, Laura Daniels Davis. That's always fun to say. Laurel Daniels Davis uh, says, this could be a tough one because Christmas music is the greatest music, but my favorite song is Oh Holy Night. There we go again. says, call me simple, but the Christmas season just isn't complete to me without singing it. Uh, said, there really aren't any Christmas songs that I don't like except for one that will rename nameless. So the Little Drummer Boy. And, let me, and she's wrong here, okay? The, the Little Drummer Boy... I should have mentioned it, and it should it might have even should have made my top three. I probably should have thrown the mean one, Mr. Grinch, out. But Little Drum Boy is awesome, and uh, I love the story it tells about a poor boy coming to visit a poor shepherd king mm-hmm. and offering the only gift he has, which is the ability to play a drum. Um, it's it's a simple act. Um, it's a simple song. I know it can be kind of repetitive. But um, it's just, it's what we should strive to be every day. We should be like the little drummer boy, bringing our gifts it's to true. the table and offering them up to a holy and righteous king. That makes so a lot more sense. It does. They should so do a better job of explaining that. No, no. You should do a narrative before that song. Maybe I should, but. Because it makes a lot more so sense. Laura, I don't way. say this often, but you're wrong, and you're, you know, you're just going to have to be wrong for a long time. So Unless maybe now she's heard that, though. It's may- like, oh, that makes a lot maybe, more maybe sense. Maybe so. Um, but that's okay. Okay. Sometimes I'm wrong about stuff, too. I was wrong once several years ago so it happens it does happen occasionally uh we move forward to thank you for listening laura <laughs> yes devon and jenny varnum which is probably jenny varnum probably jenny uh says my favorite christmas song white christmas sung by bing crosby how did we not do 
that's on the Lauren Daigle album. It's on the Michael Bublé album. How did we not? Oh my god! Even Bing Crosby's versions. Yeah, Bing Crosby. I mean, the originator. Wow. It says all the feels. Uh, she says, but I really love the Family Force Five Christmas Pageant album. I have, have not heard, heard this awesome. album. I've like, not either. I'm gonna put it in tomorrow while I'm working on this, and gonna have to look that one up. Uh, yeah. Chris Road chimed in. Chris also, Road. Let me see if I can find his original because he chimed in originally and then came back and chimed in again. Uh, his original's favorite song. He just gave us one. that said, "God rest you, merry gentlemen." Slash We Three Kings by the Bare Naked Ladies, which I forgot they put out Christmas. Wow, songs. they did, yeah. Uh, then he also chimed in later that said also White Christmas by the Drifters is pretty amazing okay. too. Okay. Uh, and it really is. Uh, I listened to that this afternoon while I was at work. Uh, let's see. Whitney Sewell Anderson said, My favorite song is in a traditional one that most people know Celebrate the Day by Reliant K. I meant to listen to this today because I remember hearing it mm-hmm. years ago and I think I really, really enjoyed it, but I never got the time to plug it in. So um, it's a lot. Okay. I, I can't sing it for you. It's not as I know that well, but I do remember it. Uh, and we we talked a little bit back and forth, but she said that, you know, she loves how a song could come on the radio and it takes us right back to either like a scene in the movie or just a moment with a family member or something like that. Um, and that's true. It's just cool how stuff like that uh, turns out, how music can take you back to a place in time. Uh, Joy Woods Wright said, Christmas music by far is my favorite music, so it is hard to pick just one. So she gave us the top five. Uh, she has her own list, her own what did. versus what. Yes. Uh, Mary, did you know, came in on number one. Of course. Uh, number two, God rest you, merry gentlemen, bare naked ladies, which is another option. All right. To include White Christmas by Ben Crosby, which she said is the best version, which Fair is enough. debatable, but it's Fair a enough. classic. It's good. I can see it. I, I hear the argument for it. Uh, number four, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That's very, very she, underrated. She said Casey Wright wants to dance to the song. I want and a hippopotamus for Christmas. That came out at that weird time. I feel like I was a teenager or yeah, something. Yeah, so it wasn't really cool. It's kind of, kind of. Well, it was weird where it's like, oh, this is a new Christmas song. Where my cousin, you know, who's your age, was asking for a hippopotamus for Christmas because it was the cool thing. You know, wasn't I wasn't in the well, there, you so. know, I, I mean, I, we'll leave it at that. Uh, and the last one, do you hear what I hear? This uh, Do You Hear What I Hear was a favorite of my coworker Laura Warren, um, hashtag not Lauren, and uh, she mentioned it at lunch today. Um, she uh, was going to post on social media to remind me, mm-hmm. but um, I remembered it now. Nice. Uh, do You Hear What I Hear is one of her absolute favorite songs. Heck so, yeah. Uh, if you don't want to get that song like dismantled, uh, don't watch um, Tim Hawkins destroy it. On yes. Don't watch that. Don't watch that clip because it's hilarious. But it's it funny, also, but it, it, but it also sense. kind of messes with your head there. Yes. A little bit. I made the mistake of showing her that video today. She's like, stop it, stop it. Stop it. She grabbed your phone, chunked it out. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I was going to say threw it in some mashed potatoes, but I don't know what you have for lunch. Uh, Bad Subway. We definitely couldn't throw it in there. No. Uh, Michael Thompson uh, joined in, says he loves Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. And that's, that's classic. Of said, course. It may not be Christmas, but the Hanukkah song is great this time of year as well. Uh, and I feel like it had a couple more. Casey uh, Wright chimed in this morning and said, Nothing can beat. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Uh, and then Joel Fitzgerald, uh, my friend, commented and said, uh, Favorite Christmas song is a tie between Happy Christmas, War is Over which by John Lennon. Right. Or Merry Christmas from the Family by Robert Earl King. Ooh. So it's cool. Like Everybody has their different things. Yeah. And I'm sure, like you say, everybody comes from different Eras like and just even your life in general, like we grew up the same time period, same everything, but Christmas has this weird way of hitting you in different ways because of how your family celebrates. That's what you do. Um, uh, the last one that I had was Tech Sharks three hundred. You know who that is Chad Aaron. Chad Aaron. Uh, he's listed on um, Twitter as Tech Shark three hundred or the Brickashaw. 
Um, brick of Pops now. brick of Pops now. Mm-hmm. Uh, good good guy. Chad, uh, Chad Sharky Aaron, what did he come up with? He said, favorite Christmas songs are Nat King Cole's Christmas song, which made the list. Yep. Uh, Do You Hear What I Hear, and The Carol of the Bells, and the hilarious King Pal Buckaroo uh, Holiday by Bad, Brad Paisley and Friends. Oh, nice. So there's a huge variety there. We left out Carol of the Bells. Uh, that's We've played a portion we have. of that. That was like one of the first metal Christmas songs I'd ever heard. Yeah. So like it all works out. Uh, but that was the end of our list. Uh, there's still a billion other Christmas songs that did not get touched. But If you're a fan, um, I'll do some honorable, honorable mentions. Okay. Um, if you're a fan of just like instrumentals mm-hmm. or maybe like some like an emphasis on instrumentals in songs, mm-hmm. Lindsay Sterling has mm-hmm. a great Christmas album. She plays a mean violin. Um, she uh, she does a version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Wrench with Sabrina Carpenter, uh, which is kind of cute. And, uh, I like awesome. Sabrina Carpenter, too. She because, was from Girl Meets World. Yep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that, that girl's got an awesome voice. Yeah, she does. And uh, this isn't really a Christmas song, but Winter Wonderland. I yeah, mean, that's win- true. Winter Wonderland just kind of sets the tone for what Christmas. It does. Is, uh, with the snow and stuff. So. And I looked up Lindsay Sterling tickets because she's going to be in Charlotte. She is going to be in but Charlotte. But it's on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, I don't, oh. I can't go to Charlotte on a Tuesday and be back for work the next day. Yeah, that's true. And I've used all my vacation days. so That's true. But anyway, thanks so, for joining in, Yeah, we, we appreciate you coming on this list, um, or on this journey, listening to our list. Um, if you haven't already, chime in and let us know what your favorite Christmas songs are. And please... Subscribe to us on Apple, sure. Podbean, Spotify, even Google Play. We all all we, of them. Or all of them at once. And please re- leave us a review. Yeah. We require five-star reviews, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, Let us know how bad we suck, but yeah. then leave a five-star review. But leave a five-star review. We'll take the criticism to heart. And, and we'll, we'll, try, we'll improve and, on it. We'll, we'll earn that five-star review. We'll earn that five-star review. Um, and we just hope you're excited, uh, as we are, on this journey as we go through um, the month of December and we explore different faucets of – the Christmas um, like month, I suppose. Yes. Uh, next week, you're in for a treat, y'all. In for a treat. You filthy animals. That's all I'm giving you. Leave it there. Okay. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and um, we appreciate y'all turning in. For and sure. And stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. We'll see you next time. What the what? Bye. Bye.